Hey, welcome to Crossbridge. My name is Kevin Hancock, and I'm our Peru campus pastor at Crossbridge. And I want to welcome all of you uh, in Peru and Morris and those of you tuning in online. Um, so good to be together. We're right in the midst of uh, a sermon series called Explore God, and we're just inviting everybody to just kind of seek after God. And man, these first three weeks, I uh, hope you've gotten a chance to tune in. Um, pastor Kevin, our lead pastor, has just done a great job, and I'm hearing conversations as people are um, talking about the Lord and, and just addressing some big big questions. And I want to do just a little commercial here. Um, We have a tool that I think will be really, really helpful for us. Uh, On Saturday, February 2nd, uh, at our Ottawa campus, um, at 6.30 p.m., we're going to have a discussion panel. And, and that may sound super exciting uh, to you, but, um, but we're just going to put uh, uh, some of our pastors and staff on the hot seat. Uh, actually, it'll probably be stools, but um, we're going to be asking them to discuss um, these first four questions. Uh, two of them just, you know, what's the purpose of life? And uh, why does God allow suffering? But we'll be kind of talking together uh, about some of these questions. But then those of you who would like to attend will have a chance to just kind of write out some questions or, or ask some questions of us so that we can just seek after God. And what might God be saying to us as it relates to some of these big, big questions? So Saturday evening, February 2nd, uh, 6.30 p.m. at our Ottawa campus. For those of you who uh, are online, maybe tuning in, from the UK or Hawaii. Uh, that might be a, lo- a long road trip for you, and I can't promise you'll be back by, uh, for work on Monday morning, but, um, but that will be a great tool, and, and we'd love for you to be able to utilize that. Hey, the question this morning that we're seeking to answer is this. Is Christianity too narrow? Is Christianity too narrow? And, and there's a recent uh, um, survey that was done, and the, uh, the, the information that came from this survey is really telling. 46% of Christians, nearly half of Christians in America believe that Jesus is not the only way to eternal life. And so even among uh, uh, Christians, it's kind of split on the answer to this question. Is Christianity too narrow? It's an important question, and let's, uh, let's dive in. First, could we pray together? Heavenly Father, we just ask today that you would inform us of the truth, of the life that you have for us. But Father, I pray that you would reform us, transform us, draw our hearts toward you. And so, Lord, give us the mind and the heart of Jesus, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I have a friend that um, he loves to tell stories about his grandpa. And he, and he has a, um, a gas pump, this large gas pump that sits in his backyard, and, and it belonged to his grandpa. Uh, many, many, many years ago, his grandpa owned uh, one of these little uh, small gas stations uh, on a busy street long before the large convenience store gas stations that we have today. And, and my friend, uh, he, um, he, he, he got this gas pump uh, after his grandpa had closed up the shop and passed away. And he put this large gas pump right in his backyard. And it actually has a, a light on the top of it that lights up. And so my friend ran electricity from the house through his backyard to this particular gas pump that's sitting there on this little concrete block that he poured. 
And, and so he loves to, to look out his back window and look at this gas pump. But he told me that, uh, that after a, a while, he decided he needed to kind of um, put a cover over the gas pump um, just to, you know, because of the wind and the weather and things. And then he said uh, after a while, he decided he needed to put some walls around it. And, and, and then he put a door on it and turned it into a shed. But he kind of laughed and he said, you know, that, that light, that gas pump that I love to look at that reminded me of my grandpa. He said, it's so funny because I, I was trying to protect it and now I, I just ha- I have to go out and open the door to, to, to see the, uh, the pump. The, the story there is that when we talk about Christianity being too narrow, Christianity, when we talk about religions... You know, religions, if we're not careful, we can begin to build all kinds of, of, uh, of rules and, and regulations and practices that are, that are, that are well intended. We, we mean to, to protect the, the core foundation of our faith. But when we talk about different religions of the world and, and Christianity, we want to be careful that what we're talking about is, is the gas pump, the, the light, Jesus. I want us to hear the claims this morning of, of Jesus himself. Listen to this. In John 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. That is a, a narrow, that is an exclusive claim to Jesus himself. And so we, we have to hear that. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. You know, sometimes I'll have people ask me questions. Well, what about those well-intending, good, moral folks that are uh, Muslim, like my friend Muhammad, or, or atheist, like my friend Tony, or Scott, who's a, a great dad. He, he loves his wife, and, and he's a devout Buddhist. What about those who are just great people? And, and you know what I would say? I would say they are. In so many ways, I see the image of God that is implanted upon them. The, the scriptures tell us that when God created humanity, he created us in the image of God. And so we can see reflections of Jesus, of the ways that they care for their families. We can see that in, in their generosity. We can see that, but ultimately that points us to our need for a savior. And some may ask the question, well, what about those who've never heard the name of Jesus? How in the world can they respond? How can they find meaning in life if, if they've never heard the claims, the voice, the truth of Jesus? The scriptures, again, they say that the heavens declare the glory of God. I, I just know that our God is a gracious loving God, and, and he wouldn't kind of send people to hell or, or hide himself, veil himself, just because of some technicality that they haven't heard. And, and it is a great reminder to us as well of, of the mission, the urgent mission that God has given to us through Christ to go and share the good news of Jesus all around the world. But this, this claim of Jesus, it is narrow. L- listen to, again to what Jesus says in, in the Gospel of Matthew. He says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. This isn't the voice of one who advocates that all ideas, all beliefs, 
All are equally valid and true, regardless of how sincere our pursuit of them may be. Even the early church, in the midst of a a Greco-Roman society that was very polytheistic, many gods that were worshipped, even in the midst of incredible persecution, the early church, they, they claimed, listen to this, Acts chapter 4, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind with which we must be saved. Is Christianity too narrow? Is the claim of Jesus himself too narrow? It, it, is, it is narrow. It is found in one person alone. And for some of us, this may sound incredibly intolerant, narrow-minded even. You know, when a, when a builder is, is building your house, and they pour the foundation and they begin to build those, those first walls, it's so critical that those walls are, are um, specific, right? Um, that, they're, uh, that they're built in such a way, and, and so the builder will... He'll say we need to have a 90-degree wall, right? We need to make sure that they're just just right. Is it too narrow to say, hey, look, they don't necessarily need to be 90 degrees. I mean, if they're somewhere between, you know, 75 and 120 degrees, it's okay. Is narrow necessarily a bad thing? No way. The life that God offers to us, eternal abundant life, is found only through Jesus Christ. And we can embrace this truth. You know, when I was a little boy, I I had chores, weekly chores that I had to do. And mom and dad would say, hey, on Saturday mornings, before you get to go do whatever it is you want to do, you need to sweep out the garage. And so every Saturday morning, I'd get my dustpan and, and the broom and start sweeping out the garage. I didn't enjoy it one bit. And it seemed like just about every Saturday, it probably wasn't the case, but dad would walk in from wherever and he would stand and just watch me sweeping with kind of this disapproval on his face. And I knew what was coming. He'd walk over to me and he'd stick out his hand and he'd say, give me the broom. And then he'd say, watch. And, and he'd start sweeping and he'd say, son, you're not doing it right. And I would get frustrated. I would get irritated, one, because I wanted to hurry up and get done so I can go play. But two, just for him to say, hey, there's, you're not doing it right. And so I would, in frustration, I'd say to dad, dad, just let me do it my way. Every parent in the room, you've heard this before, right? Let me do it my way. And my dad would say to me, son, there's your way and then there's the right way, right? How arrogant to think that, that there's only one way to do this. That, you know, there's, there's your way and then there's the right way. It's been said that a narrow mind always fits inside a, a big head. To think that there's only one way and it's my way, the way I believe, is seemingly so narrow-minded. I, I think when we have this discussion in our culture about the way to real life, to meaning and truth, it, it sounds very inclusive it, it sounds so helpful to just say, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of value and there's a lot of truth in, in all these world religions. And so maybe Christianity, maybe we just don't have a monopoly on truth, and, and we don't. Jesus extends his gospel message to all people. But, but here's the question. Fundamentally, fundamentally, aren't all religions pretty much the same? Maybe superficially, 
different, but fundamentally, aren't all religions pretty much the same? And I would say the scriptures tell us absolutely not. All religions are fundamentally different, and they say very different things about um, the meaning of life and, and our destiny, what it is that we're after. I heard the story of Dr. Ravi Zacharias, who's a, a Christian teacher and philosopher who travels all over the world, invited to have dialogue with other religious leaders from various worldviews. And Dr. Zacharias, he tells the story of after one of these forums, meeting a, a, a brilliant long, young lady. She was the first female ordained Buddhist monk in Thailand. And Buddhists believe that the goal of life is to extinguish all desire, that, that, that desires, that passions ultimately lead to suffering. And so the goal in the Buddhist worldview is to extinguish all passion, all desire. And so he knew that going into their conversation, but he said they had a, they had a great discussion. They talked for almost an hour, and, and she was sharing um, with him that uh, she had a family. She had kids. He said, oh, I, I didn't know that. And and he asked all about her children, young children, and she just like, as a loving mother, you know, her face began to beam as she told these stories of her kids. And he said, now I understand that you've moved out of the home and into the temple full time to serve as a monk. And she said, yes. And he asked her the question. He said, so is the goal of your work, of your life, to extinguish all desire for your kids? And he said she began to cry. And as they talked more about their children, she just grieved with a heavy heart. You see, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the scriptures say that God is love. And, and he has called us and equipped us through the power of his spirit to love him with all of our hearts and to love one another. Our God is, is a passionate God. And when we say, well, all religions are pretty much the same, to say that, that God has, is calling us to empty ourselves of all passion, it, it con, uh, contradicts the God of Jesus. And so we want to be very, very careful about saying things in, in, in attempts to be inclusive and uh, kind of a team player when it comes to dialogues about other world religions, that we're not saying things that are contrary to who God really is. There's a story, those of you who are a part of a discussion group at one of our campuses, you'll, you'll hear this story, but it, it comes out of, an Indi- uh, out of India and it's a parable told about a king and an elephant. The king who had this elephant, he wanted to conduct an experiment and so he rounded up several blind men and he brought them into the room where the elephant was and sitting there the king asked the blind men to tell him what it is that was before him and, and one of the blind men who was in front of the elephant, he began to feel the trunk and he said, it feels like a snake. And another was by the foot and began to feel the foot and up the leg and he said, it's a tree and another blind man who was on the side of the elephant began to feel and he said, it's a wall. And the parable goes to show that we all have different perspectives. We all see in part what ultimately is the whole. The the problem with that story is this. The only one who can claim that 
Well, everybody just sees a little bit apart, but they don't see the whole. The only one that can claim that is, is from the perspective of the king himself. And so when we say, well, every religion kind of offers a little bit to the meaning of life and, you know, there's salvation and eternal life through, through all different kinds of religions, actually it's a pretty arrogant statement to say, well, I see in full what others can only see in part. How then, how then with this exclusive claim of Jesus that the only way to eternal life, abundant life, is through belief in Jesus, the Son of God, that what he did on the cross was to erase our sins and to draw him into fellowship with God. How, how then, in the midst of this exclusive claim, are we to graciously converse and, and live uh, alongside those who believe very strongly with other worldviews? Well, I, I think first, what if we could just be honest about our exclusive claim? You know, every religion, every religion has exclusive truth claims. And, and so for us, as we converse with others and live our lives, to just be very honest about this is an exclusive truth claim that we have. Jesus is the only way to the Father. We, we believe this. And we want to be true to the character of God. And so it's with humility. It's with uh, loving compassion that we share this. We don't have to twist anybody's arms. We don't have to, you know, kind of point the finger at people and say, hey, you're bad and, and you're evil and you're a sinner and you need Jesus. No, we might be able to just graciously love, holding on to the truth claim of Jesus, the only way to the Father, and yet love, love really well. I, I think these words of Jesus are, are so helpful. Actually, they're the, the words of, of John, um, the gospel writer John. He says this in John chapter 1. He's describing Jesus, and he says this. He said, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father Catch this, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus, in Jesus, the one who came down and took on our sin on him, upon himself, that Jesus is full of grace and truth. Truth, truth is narrow. Like that 90 degrees, truth, truth is narrow. But grace grace is so broad and, and it's brought to everyone. We look at the, how inclusive Jesus was. He, he broke down the barriers of separation. Jesus, our Savior, full of grace and truth. If I could tell you one final story before I close. I, I read somewhere, I wish I could recite where it was from, but I read a story, a true story, from a pastor who was invited he, to have some conversation with some uh, world uh, leaders from other religions. And it was in the east in Nepal, up in a, a temple in the mountains. And he said that there were some other uh, leaders from um, the Buddhist faith, the Hindu faith from uh, Islam and Judaism, and then their Christian pastor. And he said they, they came from all over the world, but their goal was to come up this mountain and there to meet and to worship. 
And, and as they were sitting there, they had a, shared a meal and just kind of enjoyed some camaraderie together. And, and some, one of the, the leaders made the comment, he said, isn't it great? We, we may have traveled different paths to get up this mountain, but here together, we can worship the same gods. Basically, all religions are fundamentally the same. And this Christian writer, he said that in, the, in wanting to just kind of enjoy the moment of, of camaraderie, he, he thought about just keeping silent. But he sensed the Holy Spirit speaking him to just kind of speak up. And he said, he said, friends, he said, my God, the God and Father of Jesus, um, he came down the mountain. He came down the mountain and he met me in the midst of my brokenness. In fact, he came down the mountain not just for me, but for all of us. We don't have to work and work and work in order to earn salvation, to somehow get to the place where we're up the mountain, where there we can meet with God. My God, he came down the mountain because he knew, he knew what I needed was grace. What I needed was grace and, and what, I, what I really needed only he could do. In, in every religious worldview, the way to eternal life, the way to real meaning is through all kinds of, of works. And it is only in the Christian faith do we proclaim that our God came down the mountain, that he met us, he put on flesh and blood, and he did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Could I say to those of you who maybe you're not to the place of receiving Jesus as your Savior, but you're, but you're here and you're exploring, exploring who God is, exploring this, this man, this God-man named Jesus. Could I just invite you to hear from Jesus this morning, to, to see a, a God who is full of truth and grace? But, but also, might I be able to speak to those of us who maybe we've been walking the road with Jesus for a long, long time. And maybe we've been doing some, some things that we think are really, really good things, like going to church and praying and reading our Bibles and all those kinds of things and, and making sure we're doing this and not doing that. But, but possibly, we've just kind of built up some walls and a roof to the point that we've lost sight of the light of Jesus himself. And maybe today, as we answer the question, is Christianity too narrow? We might be able to say, yes, there is one way to to eternal life, and thank God his name is Jesus, and he's done for us what we could not do for ourselves. And, And so, a long time ago or whenever it might have been that we said yes to Jesus, we said yes to grace. But maybe we've kind of gotten to a place where we've just lost sight of Jesus somehow in the midst of building all kinds of good walls. Coming to church, gathering together with believers, oh, that's so critical to our faith. Reading the scriptures, it's so critical to our faith. Having communion with God, talking with him, it's so critical But ultimately, ultimately it comes back to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Is is Jesus too narrow? I, I, I would say to us, he is more than enough. 
He is more than enough. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending your Son to become for us our sin, to die on the cross, that everything that would separate us from eternal life, from from knowing who you are and how much you love us, that God, on that old rugged cross, um, sin, the power of sin, the curse of death, it would be broken. I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we might be able to experience the joy, the love, and the hope that comes in knowing Jesus as our Savior. And Father, give us the grace to love others well. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.